Welcome to Blacklisted Marks. My name is Nick Stumphauser. I am Spencer Field. And today we are going to be talking about another light and fluffy topic. Kind of like the Easter Bunny. Exactly. Uh, just in time for Easter, we're going to be bringing you a very mellow thing to discuss with your family members. Yep. Great over Easter dinner. Nice yeah. ham, nice chocolate, nice conversation. Yeah. And then uh, we're just going to bring up racial profiling. Oh, and whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought we were talking about your favorite flavors of cotton candy. What happened to racial profiling? Oh, uh, you didn't You didn't get the Google memo I, I missed that one. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we're going to be talking about racial profiling. Uh, if it's real, the implications if it is. I, I could be a racist in I'm today's world sure. just for asking if it's I'm real. I'm pretty sure that it is real. I was going to say, like, that's a thing. Yeah, it does happen. Uh, I guess institutionalized racism is probably the more... Yeah, it's a whole other podcast. Uh, sort of. They will we'll tie, we'll they'll see see tie together. Yeah, yeah they'll we'll tie together. Uh, and yesterday, Spencer and I had a quick phone conversation about what we were going to talk about, uh, which tells you how much lead-up and preparation time we give this podcast Yes. A uh, full 24 hours of back-of-the-mind pondering. Yeah, I think Nick was probably between something and I was between something. Yeah. I think the conversation I looked on my phone lasted for three minutes and 25 seconds. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the most difficult part was scheduling the time to actually talk. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, I, I was disenchanted with the idea, but on my way over here, I, I reignited an old uh, pastime of mine, which was biking and listening to... Uh, a debate of some sort, and this was a, a Q&A panel discussion slash debate, which is a British television show where audience members ask questions to a panel of debaters. And in this uh, panel were two women who were insignificant and not noteworthy, uh, Lawrence Krauss, who <laughs> was the, uh, he's the, the famous astrophysicist who discovered that the, the universe is expanding at a uh, continuously faster rate. Um, the uh, Edwin Hubble's redshift um, is increasing. And then Gene, I believe his last name is Robinson. He is a homosexual bishop from, I want to say, Kentucky, uh, which is just a combination and a half right there. Yeah, that's... that's uh... And then a, I believe he was Australian, uh, and I, I'm pretty sure he was a pastor or a priest of some sort, and he uh, was more of a fundamentalist, New Testament, but also still hates homosexuality priest. So it was a, it was a very interesting discussion. And one of the topics, or one of the questions was uh, about, this was takes place in 2013, when a British soldier was brutally hacked to death by uh, two uh, Islamic men who... Uh, broadcasted on their cell phones immediately after the attack themselves completely covered in the poor man's blood talking about their motivation for killing him which all had to do with islamic terrorism and islamic extremism and that it was uh totally motivated by uh promulgating sharia and so on and so they talked about that for a little bit and then uh a questioner who uh, had a very, very Arab-sounding name, so I suspect that he also was Muslim because racial... Oh, look at that assumption you just made there. You just assumed somebody's race, Nick. Did, did. you watch yourself do that? Because I watched you do that. <laughs> I'm now horrified and terrified that I'm sitting across the table from you. Yep, yep. So uh, a what I presume to be an Islamic man asked the question uh, a week after this, a 73-year-old Islamic man was uh, stabbed to death by um, 
to European white men just because he was Islamic and the police said it was racially motivated. And he, his question was, why would you consider it racially motivated for the Islamic man to be murdered by the two white men, but terrorist attack when two Islamic men murdered the, the white man? And on, Good question. on face value, I thought the same thing. This is a great question. Uh, but to watch the rhetorical acrobatics that everybody... <laughs> That everybody that engaged, engaged in, in. Yeah. was uh, infuriating. And so I came into this podcast with a lot of vim and vigor about this. Uh, before I give my opinion, though, I've talked for probably a good five minutes now. I'd like to hear what Spencer thinks just right off the bat about that question. Uh, what, would you, what would you answer if you were on this panel? Yeah, I would say the first thing is, I mean, I didn't, haven't listened to the podcast, but the second scenario where this older um, Muslim gentleman was stabbed to death by these apparently white individuals, there has, I would imagine there has to be more to the story. And I really think when we look at these types of scenarios, we remove all of the details and just call them details and don't talk about them. But I think that the answer to these questions actually lies in the details. So without knowing the full depth of these stories, it's really hard to give a accurate depiction of what I actually believe that each one of these should be labeled. At the same time, I don't even know, like, let's assume the worst case scenario that these two Muslim men were totally uh, motivated by religious beliefs and it was as gruesome and terrible as all accounts depict. I would don't even know that I would call that terrorism. I guess that I have, I have a very a higher bar for terrorism <laughs> than than that. Your terrorism doesn't impress me. <laughs> <laughs> I saw nine. There's gonna be a meme. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, there go. There goes my professional career. Um, and I at the same time I also don't. And of course, applying that same thought process, I don't know that I would call the other one a, a terrorist attack. I really do believe that language and the wording we use is very important when ha- holding these types of conversations. But whether or not we call one of these a terrorist attack or the other, I, to me, doesn't really warrant a huge conversation, or at least it warrants a much lesser conversation than the topic of what was the motivation and why is this happening, and we'll quibble about the terms later. Interesting. Okay, I'm going to push you a little bit on a couple of areas there. Shocker. Uh, let's Let's... I'm going to tie you down to the details that we have. So in the case of the elderly gentleman, he was coming back from uh, praying at the mosque, Mm -hmm. and it was a seemingly uh, racially motivated attack. Yeah, how do we know that is my biggest question. Um, I'm assuming this is from from the trial of the two men afterward that they expressed their, their motivation was because of, of right well it's just we don't know that that's true okay for the case of our conversation we're going to assume sure. that that's true it, that appears to be the general feeling i'm getting from this question is yeah. that it was uh similar to uh the, the yeah man. both situations were racially motivated that's what you would say it's that's what we're assuming no that's not what i'm assuming oh, okay i'm trying to set the framework all right and that is that so similar to the the man whose name i can't remember i guess that's okay because he was a scumbag oh well, well he went into the the church in the south and shot 13 uh african-american oh, got individuals it. that fellow I, I i believe that would warrant the label of scumbag i think so uh it actually might be quite kind of yeah you. exactly um it was sort of uh in the same vein of this man is muslim mm-hmm and in the same vein of, I'm afraid and I hate Muslims because, ah, terrorism, let's go kill them. And that appears to be the motivation behind the elderly gentleman. As for the uh, other ones, we have a video documentation 
unfortunately, uh, in today's world, people not only commit the horrible crimes, but would like to publicly broadcast their motivation for it. The cui bono is absolutely patently obvious in the second scenario of the uh, slaughtering of the uh, English soldier, because they, they told us, and they told us it was about Sharia, and they told us because uh, in the Quran it says, kill, kill the infidels or they will kill you. And, and all these different things. So, um, I'm with podcast listeners. I'm currently grimacing about the out of context of which that just happened, but we'll come back to that some other day. I'm sure. How so? It would come back to that some other day. I'm sure. Okay. So with, with those, Somebody make a memo on that. Okay. Okay. I got it. Keep going. Okay. I was just gonna say with, uh, with both of those in mind, how would you, would you augment your answer at all? Or would you still say that they are both racially motivated? Well, okay, so in the first scenario where you have the two individuals who kill this white man and then proclaim to the world using social media in some manner, this was our motivation and this is why we have attempt we have done this. And it seems like it wasn't a racially motivated activity. It wasn't about somebody else's race was different. Rather, it was a philosophical difference, um, which caused these individuals to murder one person. In the second scenario, I still am, I, I know that we've assumed the details right, that we're right. working on that. I still am uncomfortable with that. However, assuming that this individual just killed this, that the, these two people killed this one elderly gentleman because of his race... Um, is one, an interesting part, but I would also assume that the reason that these people hated this man of a different race was because they assumed his philosophical differences and thought that just because uh, his race denoted his philosophical differences that they would kill him. And I would imagine that both of these were motivated partly based on race and probably partly based on philosophical differences. Now, each one probably has a different ratio, but to say mm-hmm. that either is totally devoid of the other is probably unwise interesting interesting okay i think i finally caught up with your out of context and i think specifically in regards to the individuals taking the quran out of context and how we would label that as terrorism or extremism or race would that be correct in identifying possibly but i'm still writing my memo to talk about this more in depth another time okay okay that's fair so I, I, I think what you're saying is interesting and similar to how my dad reacts to things. Uh, I often come in with a, a set mindset and assume that everybody on planet Earth would share that mindset and then he says something extremely reasonable that's different and I then am surprised and reconsider. Uh, so uh, my, my brain is, is processing what you said. All right, well, while you're processing, I just want to like, set the tone here a little bit. Normally we do this sure. right at the beginning, but there's no reason to do this at the beginning because that would make the most sense. And this really isn't about a sensible podcast. No. So um, the idea of racial profiling has been around for many, many years throughout the centuries, but even back to uh, some individuals think the origin of language was about racially profiling to see if you didn't know my language, you weren't part of my tribe and off with your head, you would mm-hmm. go. And so this has been something which has been with us since mankind has been mankind. Right. And we see that this continuance throughout history and we see a huge amount of this, I mean, especially in the medieval times and uh, through slavery. But most recently we've been seeing these huge upcroppings in the U.S. specifically in regards not to so much different philosophical differences, but 
differences based purely on racial lines. And some great examples of this would be the so, like, I'm going to say so-called, and then I'm going to get, like, lambasted by the rest of the world for saying this. <laughs> the, the, what I'm sure have been, in some cases, some truly racially motivated violence in both directions um, throughout the U.S., especially in cases of pre police brutality. And in addition, the second largest instance I see of this is when it comes to immigration. Several countries, mainly Israel, choose their immigration policies and how in-depth they will interview and you and uh, look into your background history, mm -hmm. specifically based on race. And mm -hmm. if you're coming from a specific country or you are of a specific ethnic origin, they will change the way that they profile you. So I think the biggest, two biggest questions which are facing us in today's world when it comes to racial profiling is do we treat people differently based on their race is that a assumption which we should take under control like is that something we should a law allow in any circumstance and mm -hmm. if so what should be some bounds placed upon that because i think what you're talking about is definitely very interesting and warrants a further conversation but at the same time i don't believe it's a good example of racial profiling rather i think it's a better example of philosophical differences turning into harmful activities interesting which i would normally call stabbing a harmful activity right I, I still would like to answer the question that I asked you because I do think it will segue us neatly into that conversation. Please do. And that would be that I do think that there is a fundamental difference between the first attack and the second attack. And uh, in a day and age where the cui bono, the who benefits, uh, or the motive of uh, the crime, you know, in CSI, it's like, okay, we found the murder weapon, but why? Mm -hmm. uh, we're in a world today where the why is unfortunately, like I said, just patently obvious, especially when people pull out their iPhones and tell you. Uh, and in the first case of the soldier being slaughtered, it was obviously Islamic extremism. See, I... I want you to continue here, but before you, you continue, you said this now three times, and this thought keeps coming to my head, and I have this three times rule, which is if my thought comes to my head, uh -huh. I'm going to say it out loud, um, which normally doesn't mean that I have to interrupt, but I'm doing it in this instance. Okay. So while these individuals did declare their motivation to the world, and they said right. that this is why I'm doing that, I would be willing to bet that that was not their sole motivation, and I'd be... At, further willing to propose opposite or alternative motivations. For example, maybe they wanted to have a stronger sense of ownership or a stronger sense of place in their community. And they thought by doing this, they would have a better sense of place in their community. Maybe they wanted to increase the respect of those around them. And, and by taking this action, they thought that the others would respect them more. Or maybe they wanted like, they wanted their father to approve of them, and their father, you know, right, always right. said that these are great actions, and so they did that. So I think that there are so many motivations that underlie what the stated motivations are that just to assume that because they stated this motivation, it was the true motivation is an assumption which we cannot make. In a court of law, that would be considered speculation and entirely irrelevant. Though. I would completely agree with you. However, since we're not in a court of law, and I'm not here to to judge, pass judgment right. on these individuals in a legal sense, but rather have a holistic conversation <clears throat> taking into account all aspects of what is happening, I think that is worthy of note. But I also agree with you that when it comes to legal standing, what I just said had, would have no place in a courtroom. Right. So I look at a similar case where, uh, I don't remember the state it, it took place in, but a group of uh, black teenagers uh, did a Facebook live stream of them 
uh, abducting a special needs individual, wrapping in him in plastic wrap, uh, dipping his head in a toilet and cutting his head open because he voted for Donald Trump. And we know all this because they Facebook lived it and we're saying things like fuck Trump and this is what happens when you vote for Trump right. and so on and so forth. So I don't care what their underlying motivation, whether it was mob mentality, whether uh, it was my brother started this or my brother's my brother, I got to continue. Yeah. I don't care at all. The fact that they gave us all we need to know to convict them of this crime with this motive tells me everything. Well, see, I disagree with you on this point because when it comes to a legal standing, you're right. When they stated their motives in this way, they did like they essentially tied the noose around their own <clears throat> neck, if you will. At the same time, when I think we look at other individuals and we're not in the bounds of the legal system, we need to be taking into consideration those outstanding factors because I think that the way the legal system operates, the way that society as a whole operates, the way that a community operates, the way that a family operates, and the way that an individual operates all require different perspectives to be taken. And I think that if I dismiss all of the underlying uh, the underlying motivations as an individual and take on the glasses of a legal system, I am dismissing part of my humanity and the ability which allows my ability, which allows me to see these gray areas. Okay. I, but I you see can differ with from. me and just say, I yeah, differ. I, I, I do think I differ. I think the end point in what I was going, where I was going with all this is that, uh, the false equivalent equivalence. Yeah. The false equivalence, um, in in that I see all the time by labeling all attacks the same in order to uh, save from criticism certain ideas is where I find it to be dangerous. So both racism and extremism, mm-hmm. if those were the two, only two motivations, yep. are very different things. And to equi- equate the two is dangerous because one of them is a deep-rooted fundamental ideology that we are seeing today constantly affecting our world and the other is also but has a completely different cause i would say it's also in principle a deeply rooted fundamental ideology yes that that we see today that affects our society negatively yes but the causes are very different that is true and I, I think, and I think the cause of racial profiling is kind of where I, I feel like I started this podcast off on an interesting note, but a completely difficult place to get to where we wanted to go today. I concur. So I'm going to now guide yeah, no, us. Just no, we're clumsily. already in, we're already in the weeds. Just continue where you view is valuable in the weeds, and we'll come back eventually. Uh, well, I was I was almost I was almost in the clearing, and that was okay. to say that the the root cause of racism and racial profiling that apparently mm-hmm. on superficially caused the the attack on the the elderly gentleman by the uh, the white gentleman. Uh, not gentlemen if they kill them, but still, um, not gentle in any sense. No, that cause I believe is what we're here to talk about today, which is racial profiling. They saw a brown man kill. That's yeah. okay. So interesting you bring this up because I think that so many people will see this like uh, murder based on race and racial profiling as within the same 
philosophical understanding, mm-hmm. and it's just different applications. And I would fundamentally disagree with Interesting. that. Interesting. Tell me why. Okay. So there's this story which I've been thinking about since I proposed this idea. Interesting. You've been far more prepared for this <laughs> than I have. No, this was not a prepared. This is just some synapse firing in my brain and saying, oh, this is relevant information. You should, you should make sure to mention this. So I do not watch netflix or tv in any form hardly ever except when i am editor's note spencer's better than you (laughs) in this in this particular circumstance i might be but so many others i am not and so but when i am sick and incapacitated to the point of having a high enough fever where i can no longer read or consume helpful information i will then watch netflix in several months back I was sickened over the course of two weeks and was not able to do anything productive for hours in a day. I was absolutely miserable. So to fill my useless time, I decided to watch Netflix as my brother recommended. And I watched this TV show called House. And the concept behind House is he's a, a this typical ER drama documentary. is like you have this ER, do- this doctor in the hospital and he's really good, but everybody really hates him, but they can't get rid of him because he's really good. That's not typical at all. Oh, how's it normally go? There's a really cute doctor? Yeah. And, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, I, they, they, they made it unique by making him an asshole. God, I haven't watched many right. ER documentaries. That's why I was so. correcting you because I knew your pop culture was a little slightly subpar. Completely subpar. <laughs> <laughs> and there's this, and I say all this because there's this one episode, and I want to be able to like, like uh, differentiate myself from somebody who actually watches House. So I need that entire setup so everybody didn't assume that I actually watch House on a regular basis. And but there's this one episode which I watched, and this individual walks in. Um, And he's an African-American, and I think he has diabetes or something. And I don't know if this is actually true, but I have read some information which makes me think that it actually is. And there have been several studies which say the genetic cause of diabetes in African-Americans is slightly different than that in Caucasians and other races. So much so that they've actually created medications specifically targeted at African-Americans in an effort to keep them healthy and not die. And so this individual walks in, he explains his condition, House instantly diagnoses him, says, you have diabetes, it's been recorded here, your medication is no longer working, here's a new one, and writes the medication and hands it to him. And he's about to walk out of the door, and the man says, no, I will not take this, this is the black man's medication. And House goes, excuse me, what? And he goes, I will not take a medication which is specifically designed for African Americans. I view that, and this use more strong language, but I view that as like a racially charged activity and i'm not engaged in that so house being house of course just rewrites the script instead of writing the brand name writes writes the actual name of the medication and hands it back to the man um so it's the exact same medication but the more technical form of it and so the man of course goes goes thank you i'm glad it storms out like goes out buys it finds out the same thing and the whole episode is about whether or not house did the correct activity and i say all of that five minute spiel to say that i think that when we treat people of a different racial profile differently, or a ge- and we understand that there is truly a genetic difference, not a large one, not a large one, but there's a true genetic difference, and when we do things which are actually trying to target them to specifically them, oh look at that language, specifically to be helpful, such as creating drugs which are specifically targeted at African Americans, right. then I think that we are making determinations based on somebody's race, which is traditionally the definition of racism do you treat one race differently mm-hmm. than the other mm-hmm. based solely upon their racial differences yeah. and i would say that there are some really great actions which are taken based on racial differences and yeah. that the idea of i'm going to stab you because you're a different race than i am and the idea that i'm going to prescribe you two different medications 
um, because you're diff- because you are of one race, are not in the same ballpark, but rather are in to- two totally different thought processes, um, and that in some instances racial profiling is a beneficial activity. Mm-hmm. Maybe not in the way which it has been implemented, but it could right. be. All right, there's my rant. Your turn. Well, I I think. Well, first of all, did you enjoy House? No. No. There was like. Every episode, there was, like, some really narcissistic or, like, very entertaining comment, which had me laughing for 30 seconds. Yeah. Or it was the high fever, one of the two. Uh-huh. Um, but outside of that, I did really, I found it interesting. relatively boring, except for, like, momentary highlights. I, I really enjoyed the show, but that's, that's interesting. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I think what you're, the distinction you're making is a good one, which is that uh, you have the, the innate biological in-group, out-group mentality of you are a different shade of whatever than me. You don't belong in my tribe. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you're a threat. Uh, and I, to, to pretend that that doesn't govern our thoughts now would not only be uh, scientifically ignorant, it would just be obviously empirically or socially uh, um, unaware of what what's happening. What do you happened. mean when you say govern? Uh, what I mean is that if I put you under an uh, MRI right yeah. now and I show you, uh, and I, I do word associations along with uh, associations of different races yep. with you, uh, by all t- colloquial definitions, you would be a racist right now. And no matter what, everybody would be a racist right now. And it's not, and no matter how liberal yeah, okay. you proclaim yourself to be, it's just simply the associations that you make at a subconscious level are uh, deeply rooted in the in-group, out-group mentality and also how you were raised. Um, you know, so for example, I was raised in, in a way that um, deeply uh, condemned homosexuality mm-hmm. because of my Catholic upbringing. So even today, though I consider myself to be a classical liberal and a libertarian, mm-hmm. and outwardly I completely embrace homosexuality and people and I love everybody equally. If you were to put me, <laughs> right, that sounds so, so genuine. But if you were to put me under an MRI, right, yeah. and show me uh, a gay couple and a straight couple yep. and so on and so forth, uh, I can't change how I was raised. Mm-hmm. And the same thing comes with, with racial profiling. Okay. So what you're t- what, I think what the distinction you made is very important. Which is that that instinctual versus the what would you call the second one? I don't know evidence. Evidence, yeah. So in the second in the second regard, uh, I think I would just always return to my quote of uh, Sam Harris because if I am whoa, look at that! Thought, we made like thirty minutes without talking about Sam. That's a new record. And it, well, I mean, I I'm ripping off his podcast. I have to <laughs> quote him. <laughs> Wait, uh, how are you ripping off Sam's podcast? We're, we're not. I just he. I was inspired to create one because oh, of his. Got it. Uh, we are falling woefully short. We are. That was we the absolutely are. We, <laughs> we don't have any intelligent guest stars. Uh, <laughs> we ourselves are not that intelligent. Exactly. So, but what he was saying is, uh, he he was he was commenting in the same vein as what Donald Trump. I can't believe I'm both quoting Donald Trump <laughs> and Sam Harris. <laughs> In, in the, the same, same paragraph. <laughs> That's awesome. It, it was in regards to when, when Trump was on his campaign trail, he was talking about uh, letting people into the country. Mm-hmm. And um, just recently we had the, the travel ban, which many people call the Muslim ban because mm-hmm. it was from many Islamic countries. Yep. Uh, and that, that whole brouhaha that, that erupted over it. And, mm-hmm. and what Trump said, which is... One of my favorite quotes from him is that these people are not coming from Sweden. 
<laughs> and what Sam Harris said, whether commenting on that or completely irrelevantly, yeah. is uh, if you are a TSA officer and you treat uh, somebody who looks like Betty White mm-hmm. with the same concern as a man in a turban, mm-hmm. uh, you are not doing your job. And he absolutely got destroyed. I'm sure. For saying that. I am sure. Just absolutely eviscerated by everybody calling him, you know, you're not a liberal, you're intolerant, hateful, bigot, whatever. Yep, all of it. Uh, and, and what he, he countered with is he's saying, he said very eloquently what Trump said, which is, these people aren't coming from Sweden. To, to look at the 11 hijackers on 9-11 to look at the, in 1998, the people that tried to blow up the World Trade Center, mm-hmm. and every single Islamic terrorist attack since, uh, they have all been, if they are Islamic terrorist attacks, of the same Arab race. To... Yeah, I'm, I, I very well could be true, I just don't yeah. know that to be true. Uh, I, would, I would say 99.9%, if not 100% of his, all Islamic extremism, extremism terrorist attacks over the past 15, uh, 17, 16, 16 years, since 9-11, uh, have all been of the same area. In the U.S. or worldwide? Both. Hmm. Okay. And... Now, I, of course, everybody listening is going to be like, yeah, but there's Christian terrorists. What about this? That's not what it's I'm talking about. It's not Muslim. That's not what I'm talking about. Islamic terrorism. What, what, I'm, what I'm saying is similar to what you were saying, mm-hmm. is that if there is a diabetes medication for a, a, a black man mm-hmm. that is different than a white man, you can't also then say that like this problem that exists solely within a particular race mm-hmm. and and th- this is another important distinction is i'm not saying that it has to just that it does statistically what i mean by that is if i tomorrow became a muslim and first i would be shocked yeah absolutely yeah. yes many people would be if i tomorrow became a muslim and was so m- moved and motivated by whatever verse in the quran that i thought it was necessary to blow up the nearest building mm-hmm. uh I'm a 18-year-old white man living in, in Brighton, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so I'm saying it's completely possible for somebody who does not follow that same racial profile to commit the same atrocities that are associated with that racial profile. Mm-hmm. But to look at... Uh, here, here's, a, here's a good... Mm, ooh, ooh. This is going to be an absolutely... Uh, why am I stopping now? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Nick's eyes just went... Oh, that's awesome! Yeah. Well, so I, I look at it this way. Like, let's say you're you're in the animal jungle, or okay. the animal kingdom. Yeah. Right. Or New York. Or New York. But <laughs> uh, the, the the concrete jungle. Nice try. Uh, if you're in the animal kingdom and, and you're you're safariing through the wilderness, mm-hmm. and you see a leopard, <gasps> a leopard running around, right? And you were to treat that leopard <laughs> with the same Fear. <laughs> As you said a, leopard. I instantly go, "Ooh, that'd make a nice coat." Right. <laughs> if you were, if you were to treat that that leopard with the same apprehension as a bonobo, yes, you would be an absolute fool. Yes, bonobos can be quite mean, but yes, they're they just have big noses and scowl at you, right? What I'm saying is is if you are the TSA agent. 
and you don't have a reasonable level mm-hmm. of both understanding what's going on in the world and also appropriate racial profiling, which is to say that it is more likely for somebody of Arab descent to be a terrorist given the past 15 years of statistics that we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, you wouldn't be doing your job. That's And I think that's such a hard pill for everybody to swallow because liberalism is often idealistic and it says that that shouldn't be the case. But we don't live in that idealistic world and that's why I think it's important that you, you, have, to, you have to balance your liberalism and your idealism with the actual statistics of the world and uh, the the trends that are occurring within different races. Um, Another example for this would be, uh, and and I I would uh, challenge anybody who says otherwise, walking through Chicago or walking through Detroit or walking through a black suburb versus walking through a white suburb. Uh, Sure, say all you want, but let me put you under an MRI and, and do the same thing. And I guarantee you, that you will or be, just let me, let me measure your cortisol levels yeah. and see what happens. And I, I guarantee you that you will be more apprehensive walking through the black suburb than the white suburb. Now, why is that? You could say that it's, oh, it's the, it's the white patriarchal society that's just being, it's just white supremacy. Yeah. yeah. Or you could say that the number of uh, black on black crimes and black on white crimes is statistically so much higher than white on black crimes. Probably. No, not probably. Like, I, I, I can pull up the numbers I, right I, now yeah. for you. I don't know, so I'm right. not going to sure. silently acknowledge. But Sure. Okay. Uh, just, it's, it's, uh, it's an awareness of trends. Mm-hmm. We are pattern-seeking animals, you know? Uh, so I think a, a healthy dose of racial profiling in a, in a reasonable sense is, is okay. To use your example, when we're talking about medication... If I think House would have made the wrong decision to give the give him the white man's medication to to quote the show mm-hmm. uh, in an effort to be liberal. Yes, I feel like that would be foolish. Okay, so we have just a few minutes left. I would like to name a few scenarios where racial profiling is very prevalent in our society. I'm going to name five of them. I think it would be interesting if each one of us gave our thoughts on that particular scenario in a quick form, because we're both very good at being quick and not very detailed. (laughs) We both excel at that skill. Okay. To give the audience perspective, I didn't realize that 45 minutes had passed. Poof. Gone. There goes 45 minutes. That's what happens when you enjoy a conversation. Yes. I was, yeah, I was having a conversation with somebody. Uh, they come over for dinner. We had made dinner. And before I knew it, I kid you not, it was 2 o'clock in the morning. And yeah. six hours had passed. Yeah. And I was like, oh, look at that. Those are the people you keep around. I do keep them around. Yeah. Quite close. Uh, all right. So uh, a few scenarios of racial profiling. Uh, top five. I'm making these up. So the first one we've already discussed, but I'm going to call it as good, is when it comes to immigration or... Uh, Entering or leaving a country. Yeah. And so you've made your thoughts clear on that. Right. Um, I would say that I probably share many of your thoughts. However, I'd probably be less uh, less aggressive with the enforcement than you may be. <laughs> Shocker there. All right. Next one. Next one I'll, I will use uh, would be uh, police investigations, meaning yeah. walking down the street or driving in the car. 
what, what is that called? Stop and... Stop and frisk? Yeah, stop and frisk. The, it's inherently racist. Um, it's true. Kind that it's inherently racist. racist? That not the principle, but the application of it is almost always inherently racist. Oh, uh, when you say racist, do you mean motivated by racial profiling? Or I do mean you mean that the, the cops that are doing it are racist and they're just using it as an excuse to put Option one. Gotcha. Yeah. Racial profiling. Um, I think it's it would fall in the same vein as the TSA agent. Got it. Admission to colleges. Oh, it's disgusting. <laughs> it's absolutely revolting. That's just because of your white privilege right now. Oh, Nick. it is. He got beat out it by is. some... I'm going to film school, guys. I am, <laughs> I am the most one of the most objective people on this subject. <laughs> uh, I, I went to, I went to a, a Catholic high school full of a, an extraordinary number of intelligent people, and I watched in horror as some of my... Uh, I can't even describe how brilliant they are mm-hmm. in the STEM fields. Be beat out by people who had a darker skin tone than them mm-hmm. for the sole reason that, that they had a darker, darker skin, skin tone. tone. And uh, it's it's just disgusting. Affirmative action is the worst idea to have been created. In. Oh, wow. Not worst idea. I, I have a feeling gas chambers and all that stuff is <laughs> really bad. But... <laughs> I, see, if I had a meme earlier, Nick just got his yeah, for the show. Yeah. I have a feeling that gas chambers are probably bad. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can quote me on that. <laughs> uh, but uh, just just to wrap that up, uh, if you if you do the research, straight white American males are the most oppressed demographic in America today when it comes to uh, educational acceptance, career development and career admittance. Let me know when you start getting those death threats. Yep. Yeah, I will. Yep. Very quickly, you will. Um, okay. A number. I would say that I agree with you probably again in principle. However, <laughs> I, I do see the value of having a, a quote, ethically or um, ethnically balanced class and that having people from different backgrounds or different, different ethical or ethical ethnic um, positions can add value and that some some at least thought should go into that so probably same my same principle yeah less less strongly applied um, okay number four financial decisions specifically mortgages loans and banking options are you saying from the perspective of the the man in the suit telling whoever's coming through my door I'm talking about whether or not Nick thinks this is something should that should be present in our society I still don't. I still don't follow. Okay, so who am I making the decision off of? What? Who am I? So I'll give you a scenario. You say yeah. good idea, bad idea. Gotcha. Two people walk into a bank and yep. are looking to get a mortgage for right. a house. The house is identical. Their income is identical. Everything is absolutely identical. Yeah. One individual is white and then one individual is black. Right. The mortgage lender goes, well, statistically, mm-hmm. individuals who are of African-American descent probably have a higher probability of defaulting on a loan and making all this up um, than somebody who's... I, I don't know that this to be true, so I don't want to be claiming it's true. Right. But then... A, a white individual, so I'm going to give this mortgage to one person, I'm going to give it to the white person solely because he's right. white and not black. Yeah, so I I don't know the statistics on that. I do know that uh, I once got a speeding ticket for going extremely fast and my insurance rates went up and that was uh, just by nature of, or I should say, where my where my insurance rates started on my car versus where they are now also was based on the fact of my my race, my age, 
the type of car that I was driving. Yeah, I don't know that based on your race, but yeah. Oh, I'm not sure if that's if that's part of it. Um, in principle, I would say no. I I I really disagree with that um, because uh, if all of those things are equal, then uh, then no, they've they've shown themselves both to be. But there's a statistical probability at play. Right, here. right, and that's where it's hard because it's like a as a company, you know, you're 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 not looking. As a company, you're not trying to be liberal. Many companies today are, but what I'm no, saying no, is, no, I'm like, not looking at from the, the company's the day, perspective. I, so, like, we look. Oh, at, you're asking my personal opinion. Yes. Oh, I think it's. I think it'd be terribly tragic if 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 they gave it to the white person, not the black person, However, based on race. If we discriminate at the airport, right? That's not tragic. Uh, people's lives aren't at stake. Okay, so when you, you're getting more, this out. is where I was after. So you would make a difference in whether or not. A action in principle is right or wrong based on the odds or the what's at stake it would definitely affect how I make that decision okay yeah. because that's interesting to me that like the economic welfare of an individual is like oh no that's like definitely you have to allow that that's terrible that you would do anything else yeah versus the in like the likelihood which you will be blown up by a terrorist in the u.s right. is something like one and i think it's like 230 million or something right. like that in the u.s but i'm also looking at globally sure even globally i think the statistics would probably bear out pretty well yeah um okay so we're gonna there's more to say there but we're going to instead move on to our final area Interesting. Uh, of of choice okay and our i'm i'm pondering over my final area and i i've landed upon it in hiring decisions Ooh, interesting. Uh, in a hiring decision, there's yeah. a lot of information. There's this great, great study where they took two totally identical resumes, and all yeah. the change was the name. One name, which was most likely to be interpreted as black. One name, which was most likely to be interpreted as white. And then they also do this with a male name and a female name, yeah, right. both white and then both black. And they sent all, all these resumes to thousands and thousands of different yeah. job positions, and they found that I don't remember the exact numbers. However, the white male was hugely more probable right. to get the job. So when you say that white males are the most disadvantaged group in our society, I totally disagree with that. However, Interesting. It, when it comes to hiring decisions, what are your thoughts? Well, I could speak on this with a dash of personal experience because uh, my father works at a corporate company and often has to hire and fire particular individuals. And uh, recently there was a case where uh, an Indian man was considered for an internship or he, he was in an internship and was going to be considered for hire upon completion of the internship mm -hmm. and the amount of pressure that my father was under to hire him despite this guy's poor performance mm -hmm. uh, was solely based on the fact that this organization wanted to parade the fact that this guy is Indian and right. we, we hired an Indian look at how diverse we are yep uh, and in the both from my own personal research as well as from what my father has been saying is that in in corporate America today it is so much harder to be a straight white male and be hired to any type of managerial position or any type of uh, uh, higher rungs of the ladder position in a corporate company than it is to be a minority uh, and almost minorities are becoming the majority because of how they are treating them in the in the selection process um, so obviously I think it should be just purely merit-based. And I think if the, there is this, like, as you were talking about, this uh, 
this dis- distinction between you know the 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 white male is getting preferred over the the female i think that's uh improper unreasonable irrational um in the same way that your cortisol levels go up when you're walking through black suburb versus white suburb though i think that there is this innate assumption because of the past history whether that was fabricated by society or whether that was purely based on merit that white males have done i would argue 99 percent in america at least of the revolutionary work to be done and therefore when you see the two resumes i think again in the same reason why uh at the very beginning of this podcast we were talking about the uh the instinct in the in the in the jungle or the 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 person who enters your tribe or whatever i i think it's all in the same vein um so let me see if i summarize this correctly sure, sure. that you see while you do not believe it should be part of hiring practices to discriminate based on race you also think that it is part of the hiring process not intentionally but rather unintentionally yeah. based on pre-programmed yeah i think it's unintentional but it shouldn't be part of it i think people should become aware of it mm-hmm. ah i am predisposed to this yep um but let me look at their resumes and just see who's better at the job also there's no such thing as an identical resume i, I, I obviously they they created this for the for right. the uh for the experiment but um you know, in in the situation of an actual corporate world, there's no such thing as an identical resume, and I think yep. it absolutely should be merit based. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. I must end our conversation to move on to another meeting. However, I would like to end it with I always try to like to find points of agreement and highlight those instead of points of differences. Interesting. Which is not something which I do normally, but as you are phenomenal at finding points of differences and highlighting them. Somebody needs to have a different color highlighter around here. And I would say that my point of highlight at the very end of our conversation here is that both Nick, who, and to some extent Spencer, who are pro-racial discrimination within some circumstances, um, and who you might call racist reasonably in some circumstances, uh, hold to both the perspective that when it comes to hiring and firing, race should not be made a determining factor. And that people on the totally opposite side of this argument saying that like racial discrimination is never okay in any circumstances at all. Um, Pro affirmative action. You can't discriminate based on, you know, who's wearing what at the, at the TSA security stop would also say that when it comes to hiring and firing, you should strip as much race out of this as you possibly can. So much so that people, that some organizations will have you interview and you'll be interviewed with your name removed from your, from your, um, from your resume. And you might even, there's people have gone to the extent, there's actually an entire company based around this, which will interview you via Skype and will display a face, which is not yours. And, mask your voice so that it's not the company is not able to determine whether or not you are of a particular race and i find it interesting that both nick on one side of the spectrum and spencer to a lesser side a lesser amount and the uh, people on the total other side of the spectrum agree on this pre underlying principle that when it comes to hiring and firing race should not be a major factor yeah absolutely well uh thank you all for listening to this week's months yeah (laughs) edition of blacklist remarks Stay tuned. Let us know in the comments of SoundCloud below how much of bigots and racists you think we are. 
Uh, Please, or if yeah. You, or if you agree I with don't us. actually know how terrible of a person I am, and I do not right. hate myself. So if you could help me with that yeah. process, we, I deeply appreciate it. My self-esteem's it. like around 100 right now. Yep. You need to knock it down Please. to like at least 35. Yeah, at least. So we will see you all next week on Blacklist Remarks. I'm Nick Stumphauser. I'm Spencer Field, the racist. Signing out. <laughs> the racist. <laughs>